Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Tuesday, the 30th of November. What a show. Been a great show. 12.60 a.m. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies just after 8 o'clock every single morning. We're giving you the chance to win 1,260 big ones. Heading into the month of December, the season, the festive season, it'll be great to give you, one of you, well, any of you, if you get it all right, 10 questions, you get it right every single day, 1260 bucks. How good would that be? We want to get you paid. Also, we had Joe and Brendan Lindsay of Cambridge Stud on the show as the horse, the great mare, Probabil, one horse of the year, champion horse of the year. That award was proudly brought to you by SCNZ at the New Zealand Thoroughbred Awards as well. So great to chat to Brendan and Joe Lindsay. And then we had Stephen Ruiz, and he spoke all things NFL. NFL gave us a little lead into our Panthers. He's a supporter of the Carolina Panthers. I'm a supporter. We thought our time was coming. We changed. Things are going well. And then we get absolutely pumped from the uh, Miami Dolphins. Anyway, brought right back down to earth. And he thinks the Chiefs and the Packers will go to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers winning the Super Bowl for the Green Bay Packers. So it was great to chat to him. And then we had John Wright on. John Wright, great talker, great speaker. He really draws you in with all his words of wisdom. And he was fascinating as well. He gave us his little inkling about the Black Cats' performance. And, well, the draw was tough. And it was very uh, a great result at the end of the day. And Baz M- Skip McCullum was also on the same page. Heading to Mumbai in a couple of days. Maybe a few changes. We need to win the toss there. And then coming up, we got Nick Sortner out of the Eden Park. And, well, he's the CEO of Eden Park. And he's got the G9 Golf Tournament coming up. In a couple of days, tickets on sale tomorrow. Anyway, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Chemist Warehouse is the real house of fragrances. Find Mont Blanc Legend 100ml for $59.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday the 30th of November. We're close to the month of December, and you know what that means? Festive season. Yeah, good Christmas isn't too far away. Anyway, we've got a cracking show for you today. We've got a cracking show. We've got, don't forget, we've got a chance for you to win some money for festive season. 1260 bucks to be precise. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies just after 8. This week, the spotlight is on. 12.60 a.m. Our Auto Tahi Christchurch Frequency. Ten questions. You get them all right. You win 1,260 big ones. How good would that be heading into the Christmas season? I want to get one of you out there paid. I'm going to get you paid. Just after 8 o'clock this morning. Remember, stay tuned. I'm going to give you the first question. How many test wickets does Sir Richard Hadley have to his name? The answer, 431. How good. How many test wickets does Sir Richard Hadley have to his name? The answer is 431. Keep listening throughout the morning. Going to keep giving you that answer, uh, question and answer. And then just after 8 o'clock, you've got a chance to win $1,260. How good is that? Anyway, 
Carrying on with the show, the New Zealand Thoroughbred Awards were held last night and the great meal, ah, Mia, not meal, Mia, Probable was officially crowned champion horse of the year. Brendan and Joe Lindsay of Cambridge Stud will be up and about after their great mare has had a successful year. They'll be on just after 7 o'clock this morning, so it'll be great to chat to Brendan and Joe Lindsay out of Cambridge Stud after a great year for the horse and mare. Probable. And then all you NFL fans, stay tuned. My Panthers fizzled out. Cam's back. They beat the leading Arizona Cardinals. I thought we're back. We're right in this. Then we get smoked and Cam gets benched. Anyway, they lost to the Dolphins 33-10 in the NFL. We're not going to talk just about the Panthers. We're going to talk about the whole entire NFL competition. And we've got Stephen Ruiz out of the States. He's going to join us to chat about that. Uh, Buccaneers keep trucking along. Cardinals are 9-2 and two after their little hiccup against my Carolina Panthers. The, who else? The Odell Beckham Jr. and the Green Bay Packers. Odell got, gets his first touchdown. Great to see him back there reaching the heights. Hopefully he can get back to the heights he was before all these injuries. Anyway, we'll talk to Stephen Ruiz throughout the morning. And then we're going to talk about the Black Caps. Black Caps versus India. Day 5 was full of it all. At one stage, I had visions of Will Somerville raising the bat and getting the, getting the team home. Then I woke up and see Ravindra and Patel under the pump to grind out a draw. Bears' Skip McCullum will no doubt give us his summation this morning. And then after eight, John Wright, who actually coached in India, will give us his thoughts on the test match. It was a gutsy, gutsy uh, draw from the Black Caps. Most teams would have folded, but not the Black Caps. They dug deep and... Well, it's great to see Ravindra and Patel there at the end holding the fort down for the team and giving the Black Caps their 10th straight uh, undefeated after 10 straight, 8 wins and 2 draws. So great work there from the Black Caps. And then we're going to talk a bit about G9 golf event at Eden Park. It's great fun. Tickets go on sale 9 a.m. tomorrow. Nick Saltner is the Eden Park CEO and he'll be on. Around 8.40 this morning, tickets go on sale for the G9 Golf event. If you haven't played, make sure you check that out. It is a great golf golf day. You're sitting up in the stands, and if you've ever wanted to hit a golf ball into Eden Park, well, there's your chance. G9, good fun. But anyway, make sure you give us a call on the Kenna Tire phone line anytime, 0800 150 811, or text us on the text line, double eight double three. Let us know your thoughts about that test match against India. The wins, the winners, the losers, what your thoughts were with day five. Could we have got there? It was a tough old conditions out there, and India bowled extremely well. So that's enough from me. We're going to say hi to the team in, in Auckland, Louie, Trudy, Kez, Joe. I think Ruben's there somewhere. Morning, Ruben. And then our good friend and skipper of the show, Baz McCullum. Morning, brother. Morning, brother. Very good morning. What a fight, eh? How good's yeah. Test Cricket? Even David Warner, mate, across the ditch there in yeah. Australia, sends out an Instagram post la late last night. He was up late over there in the Aussie. How good is Test Cricket? Five days, tough cricket. Played by both teams, and it ends in a draw. That's why we love it. Can't wait for the second Test in Mumbai. I can't wait for the Ashes. David Warner. Spot on, wow. mate. That's what it's all about, eh? And we spoke a little bit about it yesterday, didn't we? Turn up on the mm. fifth day of a test match. All three results possible. We've got a little clip later on from Kane Williamson where he does talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but you sort of... I guess you never... This team, you just you can't write them off, can you, bro? Like, 
they just have something yeah. in them that just says we will not lie down and we talk about sort of mm. hanging on onto the back of the speedboat and until things turn that's exactly what this side do and no i don't think and i don't mean to be you know derogatory to any other side but no one else in the world would have done what the black caps did last night they just find a way mm. to hang in there and just and get a performance so congratulations to them i know it's not the win that they would have that they were after but it was a stirring performance and and a couple of young fellas that stood up as well which was pretty cool mate so that was that was awesome um how was your day yesterday is what did you get up to mate good day good day baz i um i'm looking forward to ripping in some more cricket too because there's a few questions uh and, and such scenarios that potentially could have unfolded that we'll, we'll chat about and it's, oh, i can't wait to hear from from Kane Williamson's two reactions to that performance. Um, but yesterday, mate, I uh, oh, I went to the gym. Went to the gym and slogged my, my guts out and uh, got a session done again. So I'm chipping away. It ain't over till it's over, Trudy. Glutie. <laughs> Glutie, that's her name now. Her name's Glutie now because she's the glue of the team. So, yeah, I'll, I'll copyrighted that one. Um, but, yeah, went to the gym and had a wee session and then come home, did a few chores, around the house and then just potted mate and kids come home at three and then we had a swim and just yeah real real cruisy day mate but not as good as your day when i get a photo on the whatsapp photo on the whatsapp and i'm like what's going here is he sending me some vermeer kit oh no he's not okay okay i thought baz sent me a photo of this bat and i was like mate is that for my christmas present he's like yeah got your bat is he and i was like oh yes so baz is giving me a bat how good. Mm. Thanks, Kip. <laughs> no worries, mate. That's the least I can do for you. Is, I've right? got one of your bats. Mine is yours, I've my wife, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've already got one of your bats because I remember um, we were playing the Black Clash for years ago and I was sitting next to you. I saw bears coming. I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to sit next to bears. And he brings, you know, cricketers. they got five bats. You know, for every different bowler types of bowler, you got a spin, I'll use that bat. I've got a swing bowler, I'll use that bat. So Baz comes in with five bats. And he's sitting next to me, and we finish the game, and we win. And I'm like, Baz, can I have a bat? <laughs> you know, typical warrior. I'm like, yeah, can I have some free gears, brother? <laughs> and, then, and then Baz's like, yeah, he picks up this bat, and he goes, yeah, you can have this one. I'm like, can you sign it? Sweet. So he signed it. And so I've got one of your Vermeer bats, mate, at home. And so where's that, where, Hang on, where's that bat now? Where is that bat now? It's here. Uh, do you want to know where it was? It's somewhere in the Hawks Bay. It's in it? my. No, no, it's here. It's here. No, 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 no way that's getting stolen like like everything else from from the farmer that gets taxed. But no, um, this is here because last year, mate, if you watched the Black Clash, I actually went out with it and I was going to have a bat with it, and I was ready to bat, and then I went out there and like, there was two, three balls left, and I got zero not out. Didn't even face a ball. I was so gutted. You've been a bit starved Jason opportunity in the black, black Clash, haven't you, with the bat in hand? Mm. Like, yeah, I mean, I've batted one game twice. A year. Yeah. <laughs> it's one game a year. You're, you're going to have to try and speak to Sir Ted and get you, get bumped up the order, I reckon. Well, uh, it's my own fault. Game two, game two, I was in the nets, mate, and I was solid. I was swicking it around everywhere, and then I'll skip. I'll skip too, and then he goes, where do you want to bat? And I said, ah, oh, bat probably about five. Sweet ass, I'm five. I rolled out there, mate. I'm rolling out there, and I'm like, yeah, <clears throat> ready to go. And I'm like, yeah, sweet ass. And all week, I'm like, Vittori doesn't spin it. Doesn't spin it. Armball. 
Arm ball. Okay, what does he do? Drops one short outside off. And I'm like, yes, he's going to turn this and I'm going to step back, do my favourite shot. I'll step back, step back, go to cut it, straight arm ball. And I'm like, oh, I spoke about it all week. And then I just go like this, mate. I come across myself and he bowls me out for a duck. Two ball duck. Didn't even get any bat on ball. Oh, I was. So after that, after that debacle, I got demoted to, to last. Last batter. Richie was before it's me. That's how bad it was. I mean, maybe it's just not a good matchup for you. That's all. Vittoria is not a good matchup. If they keep you away from Vittoria, oh, you could really excel, I reckon. Eh? Ball oh, sliding on. What is it about Vittoria, Bez? You could go downtown. What is it about Vittoria? Because he absolutely destroyed our team last year. We needed six off the last over, and old Flem, being Flem, you know, just brings on Vittoria and. Vittori, we, we hit him for one, I think it was, or something like that. I can't remember. Oh, it was, yeah. What is it? Well, how do well, you hit him? He's a wizard, isn't he? Yeah. Well, well you can't really. Like, no, one, no one I've really ever seen been able to really tag him, you know? He's sort of, he's just too clever, Dan. Even now, he's like, you could just roll out there now and still turn out an a unreal performance with the ball away. Like, he's just such a clever bowler being able to keep the stumps in play, LBW and bold. And you always feel when he's bowling to you, that he knows what's going on sort of before you do. That's, that's what I find mm. with him. So. Yeah. Doesn't turn it. Doesn't I, I turn don't think it. It's but it's a, is, it, is it his variations in speed, Bez? Like his, his ability to float it up there and then rip one down there. That's what I kind of I figured out. Well, his he arm just, speed's his, the same. Mm. Yeah, his, his variations come from, so this is getting a little technical, but his variations come from his ability to shorten his delivery stride. So his front foot, if you watch him from side on, his front delivery stride will shorten depending on how much loop he wants to put on the ball. So the shorter the oh. delivery stride, the more up and over he'll get. The longer delivery stride, the flatter he'll get, if that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. So you're looking uh, at his That's how he gets his... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Okay, <laughs> watch the ball. <laughs> yeah, no, you're trying to watch the ball, but then uh, I don't know. He sort of just like has that ability. Just oh, I don't know. He he just keeps the stumps in play the whole time. Subtle variations, just sort of a little bit more pace on, a little bit more pace. Mate, the best thing I can offer you is find a way to get something on it. Run down the wicket, get something on it, whether it's a like kick it away if you have to, just to get down the other end so you don't have to face him. Make it someone else's problem. <laughs> Best place to oh. play Vittori at the non-strikers end is there's okay. there's yeah. the cricket lesson for the day. Yeah, oh, but no, mate. Go. Yeah, I, okay. I did. I was sort of trying to tell you to keep it under wraps, but I did. I went down yesterday with Riley. Went down to the nets actually, and Riley threw some balls just in the off chance that the schedule might allow. You know, the, maybe. The opportunity to play in that Black Flash game. So I just wanted to see if there was any. Well, I haven't actually batted. Well, that's not true. I batted last year over in the IPO. I batted. Did you like my save? Ryan, he, Did you like my save? You know, it was a good save. save. It was a good save, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want to When you're waving to me in the camera, minutes. and I'm like, oh no, what have I done here? Oh no, what have I done here? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, listen, I'm like, yeah, well, that bat. Remember, you sent me a photo of your bat, you're going to send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, mate, you're like the, you're a vault, eh? Just a vault. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Oh, yeah, I sort of, I didn't really want, it. you know, sort of, I don't want to raise the expectations that you actually, they're out there. How'd you go? How'd you go? Like, let's be honest. People want to know, have you still got it? Class is permanent. You sent me a photo, <laughs> I said, mate, class is permanent. Bears, you would never lose it. Do you still got it? Well, well, there's a little disclaimer that it was, like, Riley's my son, so he was thrown to me, so. Did you? Like, he was going to be yeah. quite, he was generous on me, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't drop it in short, and I didn't have a helmet on, I was just batting with my cap on. Um, is he quick? Yeah, he is quite quick, actually. He's got good arm on him. Um, but nah, they came out good as, they came out real yeah. good. I was like, boy, <laughs> what's happened? Maybe I just needed a little freshen up. Maybe, maybe the six years out was a good thing. <laughs> I was like, I was like Whoa, this feels, this feels good. Back felt sort of nice and nimble, and just able to. Yeah. I've got a couple of cut shots away. I ran down the wicket once and smacked him over the top. And then I thought I was like that. Was it the Pulp Sport ad where the father was yeah. like smashing his son all over the backyard? And I was, like, I was like, I'm not sure this is the ideal thing to do, but. Then Riley That's the only way you're going to learn. Sort of like Bez. lay off. Yeah. That's the only way Riley's going to learn. That's how I learned. My dad, my brothers used Rounded to us. smack me out of the park. Playing rugby, beat me 100 <laughs> nil. Beat me 100 nil. Wouldn't even let me get a try. And I'd be like, oh, man, this sucks. <laughs> but that's the only way they're going to learn is to treat them like that and make them chase it. I was I battled with um, Craig McMillan last year before Black Clash. He brought his boy down. He is a bully. Sure. <laughs> he is a bully to his son. Who, Macca? Macca is. Macca was smacking his boy way <laughs> over. The, go get it, son. Go get it, son. Sending him way down to the boundary. <laughs> he and goes all right to his son, eh? Yeah, he is really His son, good. Mitchell, goes real good. good. Goes real good. Yeah. Geez, a real throw to the side, though, isn't he? He's a dead ringer <laughs> for, for <laughs> looks. Yeah. yeah. He's identical to oh. Macca. No, he's a he's a it good funny, man. actually, old old Mitchell. So keep an eye on him for the future. But yeah, so anyway, that was the day, mate. Went down, so I had a couple of games of squash in the afternoon, and then went down went down on the nets with me son and uh, and had a bit of a bat. It was nice to oh, get the good act. Nice to get the kit back on though. Is I must say, it felt a bit far in the first minute or two, and then yep. after a few minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, this this actually feels alright. So anyway, I don't know what I'm doing there, but it was. It was fun to have the kit back on. We'll get you with the boots yeah, back mate. on in no time. I'm not sure the show's going to be for us. We're meant to be retired. <laughs> mate, the size of this foot after breaking it, I won't be able to fit a uh, foot. And then, well, after yesterday's work on the gym, I'll probably last one run, mate. But anyway, get me in at first five. I'll just stand and deliver. Stay there, son. I'll hit you. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> <laughs> just bring the second five in tight on defense as well. And make sure that's yeah, shored yeah. up on the old one-two cut yeah, back man. into the ruck. Ooh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, man, I'm Lima. I'm defending that fullback. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of defending, we'll get on to some cricket in the Black Caps defense shortly. They were stoic in defense. And they've given themselves a right royal chance against all odds of being able to get themselves a favourable result over there in India. They showed everyone why they are the number one test team in the world. It's not just about performing when things are in your favour, but it's also being able to stand up against tough situations. And they come no tougher than having a chase against a very good and dominant Indian spin attack in favourable conditions. They got the job done. We've got a little bit of that coming up soon. We've got some Kane Williamson audio, plenty more cricket chat. 
and we'll go around the world with some other sports as well. But good to chat to you, my old son. And you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. A big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, good morning. It's 6.25 in the morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 811. Let us know your reaction to last night's performance from the Black Caps. Quite a spirited performance it was to hold on against a very strong spin side and dominant in India in their own conditions. But the Black Caps, well, they showed why they are the number one team in the world. Uh, I was fascinated by the mindset that they took into the final day. Just to give you a little bit more of an insight, here is Kane Williamson talking about that mindset. I suppose the beauty of Test cricket, really, where um, there can be a lot of excitement and and a draw. And, you know, for us coming into the day, it was um, trying to bat long periods. We know we're up against a a very strong side um, and that of India, you know, a formidable um, attack. And so... It was trying to take the game as deep as possible and, and they managed to pick up a few wickets and put us under pressure along the way. But, um, you know, a number of uh, really valuable contributions that got us, um, you know, to that point. And, and obviously when the win was was out of the question, a, a draw was the next best option to try and fight for. And there was, you know, a lot of um, effort going into to trying to achieve that. And, um, you know, the, the two at the end, uh, obviously Ruchin in his, his first test match and, and Ajaz as well. Um, you know, showed a, a lot of ticket to, to bat those those few overs there and against, you know, high-quality, world-class spin um, as the, the light was dimming. So it was, um, you know, a really exciting day. Yeah, I mean, we knew that it was going to be a, a real scrap um, throughout the day. You know, scoring was tough. Um, you knew that it was going to be a few bits and pieces to deal with in terms of perhaps balls keeping a bit low or um, a bit of turn, whatever it, it was that, um, you knew you were going to have to try and deal with. And, um, you know, it was a, a really good fighting effort to, to bat out the day, um, you know, once again against um, you know, an amazing spin bowling attack. But, you know, certainly in these, these conditions, all three together, um, combined with their seamers as well, that are very familiar with operating here, uh, you know, a very, very strong side. That was Black Caps captain Kane Williamson. And you got to say, as a, a pretty content captain as well in Kane Williamson, just to jog your memory as well, Rachin Ravindra, 18 off 91 deliveries on debut and coincided with Ajaz Patel's two off 23 balls. They lasted 91 balls to the final pair to be able to withstand the pressure that India was throwing at them in the fading light there in Kanpur. It's a two-test series, and they now head to Mumbai as with a real live chance, even though factors were against them in that first test. You've got to say that the Black Caps captain, Kane Williams, sounded pretty content. He did. He did. And, and I loved getting that information from him as well, Baz, because when you wake up or when you're watching the game, you know, when they're 79 for two with some of all, you know, when he just went out and you, you, our main stars come in, you get Williamson, you've got Taylor, you've got Nichols, you're thinking, okay, we're in a solid position here to actually kick on and actually potentially go out there and win this match. But then hearing him talk about the, the conditions, you know, so we're going to have to scrap for every single run. Going to have to, scoring is tough. You know, the ball's turning, the ball's staying low. So from the outside looking in, when I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm wanting them to do that, but knowing that these players are out there, that the conditions are, are not favouring those kind of types of plays, it's great. So then you look on the other side. You think, mate, well, them to be able to grind out a draw, and you spoke about those players coming in, Ravindra and Patel, to come in 
and scrap out a draw, stay there when the times are tough, when the ball's turning and they've got seven players around the bat heckling them, that just shows how tough this black cap side is. And, um, mate, they'll be happy with that. And they'll be going to Mumbai. And, and we'll, we'll talk about it shortly, mate. I want to ask you about the changes. Would there be any changes heading to Mumbai? Would we add another seamer? Would, would Santa come in? You know, those are the questions that, mm. that I'll, I'll be keen to, to know from you and maybe John Wright later. Yeah, and, we, and we'll talk about it later on. It'd be fascinating to get John Wright's mm. take on it too. He's been out of the setup for a little while now, but he's got a fascinating cricket brain as well. And his take on the Black Caps, he would have loved that performance. A good scrapper that John Wright was. The shake. <laughs> no, he would uh, He would have absolutely reveled in that performance from, from the Black Caps. I've got a slightly different take on it, which I'll go into a little bit later on, probably around 20 past seven, I reckon, is. Um, and then just yep. talk a little bit more about the Mumbai test, but also about this test and maybe some things which I thought they might have done, which which um, they, they decided not to. But we'll chat about that a little bit later on. We've got plenty more coming up. We've got Louio with the Love Racing update on the other side of this. But for now, at 6.30 in the morning, it's time for us to go to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are 28 minutes away from 7am this morning. Good morning to you wherever you are. 30th of November, last day before we hit December. An interesting text on double eight double three about maybe some of the ambition of the Black Caps yesterday. 0800 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Get in touch with us throughout the morning. And Baz is going to go into this a lot more throughout the morning. But lads... If I can, I'd love to get you a little bit of an update of the Love Racing well, with Love Racing NZ, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Last night was the awards night. Brendan and Joe Lindsay they took out owner of the award and probably took out the SENZ Horse of the Year honour, which is an incredible achievement. But it had mm. to be her. I had a vote, and it was easy because Australian Group Ones are the commodity we work in in thoroughbred racing at the moment, and. She had two of them in the season. It's funny because this season, that season where she's won this award for, it didn't even include, and I'm going to say the word, the Zaki win. So uh, she's probably going to go back to back, to be honest. And I know it's early to say that, but it would take a special horse to top her achievements in the might and power early this year. A couple of the other winners, um, so as I said, probably a horse horse of the year. Jamie Richards was the only trainer nominated for trainer of the year. (laughs) Because... Just when you lap the field about 20 times over, there's just not really a need for a, a vote or any sort of panel discussion about it. Danielle Johnson was Jockey of the Year. She won the Premiership. Uh, Ashley Hanley was Strapper of the Year. Um, she, she was Stable Hand of the Year, so she was over in Melbourne with Probable. Um, she did a lot of the great job over there. And, and David Smith, who I'm sure is a, a man you would have run into at some stage or quite a few times, Baz, he, he doesn't mind a, a beverage. He's a great man. And this is Dunstan Feeds. He's kind of come up with this. And they do so much for racing as far as, or Dunstan Feeds Horse Company, as far as um, f- sponsorship. Well, they obviously feed a lot of the horses around the world, around New Zealand, and he got the NZTR Award for Outstanding Contribution to Racing. And I think everybody would have thought, yeah, bang on, that is very well deserved. Um, Avon Taj, they, they gave her a, a good 
They gave her a good moment after she was retired. It was a pretty cool evening, and they, they streamed it all on trackside. It was on SENZ late in the early hours of the morning. Melody Bell got her time as the middle distance horse of the year. Chosen one was voted stayer of the year, and so on and so on. I sort of stayed as well for the uh, two-year-old of the year. So there you go. There was plenty of different awards out there. David Smith, a big winner, and as well as Probabile, who we'll talk about with Brendan and Joe Lindsay. And that was probably the big thoroughbred news of yesterday, although there was a little Lifraj Philly that trialled up, heat 10 yesterday, and, and uh, <laughs> oh, quite... sell it to us, Louis. Come on, yeah, sell it. Come, Come on, on. well, just jumped qu- well, just, qu- jumped well. <laughs> just quietly, boys. Um, so Jamie comes on last week. Keep in mind that Jamie, <laughs> keep in mind Jamie Richards was on the show last week, and you asked for a little bit of a confidence booster around your Philly, <laughs> and what did you get? He said, oh, "What did she, you get from Jr? He goes, "She'll oh, win a one or two. She's not. She's not probably, <laughs> but she'll win a couple, and we'll have some fun." Um, but here's the thing: you left deflated. I am convinced she surprised him yesterday because I got the audio through from Jamie, and there was a pip in his voice. And Opie did the writing in the trial, right. and Opie, uh, we can play it as I'm sad through the morning. But just to sum it up, Opie said he was very complimentary. She found the line well. He reckons she'll suit the pace of a race a bit more than a trial because she kind of wants to get on with the job. She's a bit keen. So if she gets into once she gets into a race and they move a bit faster, it should, should settle her. Opie was uh, very complimentary. I think Jamie still thinks she might be a chance for the Karakanui. Just quietly. Oh! Just quietly. Just to make the field. To make the field. But, but that's <laughs> is he? Is he? Is he? Yeah. This is yeah. horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> So last week, just drag your expectations down a little bit, you know, like you might be getting a little far in front of yourself, a little floaty with your ideas and your and your uh, your, your expectations. And then this week, bang, we're going to run on the crack a million. We've got the good trial, is <laughs> Maybe he? she is good. Good trial, is he? <laughs> Jump trial, is he? It, did. it was a good trial. I was watching it, and it was um, keeping up the pace with the leading horse. They like the Savonville filly that won it. Okay. They like. They've got an opinion yeah. of the Savonville filly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. How much did you just pay for it? Here we go. This will be the. This will be the real deciding factor. Uh, hundred. What did you guys pay for it? I think it was one hundred twenty-six. And if someone came it off your two hundred and fifty now, what would you do? Oh, that's that's unfair. Come on, Baz. None of that. That's unfair. No way. Don't even think about it. Just huh? no no no. Well, there's, look, there's a lot of water. Would you? There's a lot would of, you? there's a lot of water to go under the bridge, boys. So we just won't get to a hit So you can double your money. There's six one. You could double your money if someone came in now. It's not about look. Or you can keep the dream alive. The dream, this is all about the dream. This is the boys get paid, Philly. The dream was how good would it be to get the Silks running in a Karakamillion where there's a lot of good people involved in it. It's syndicated by, you know, we've got Jamie Richards, an excellent communicator, bought by DC Ellis. This is about the experience, 100%. We're hanging on. We're right. We're riding this out. For now. So what's the name? Boys get paid. If I get paid. It's a little fresh, Philly. If I get paid. Yeah, yeah, but you're the name of your syndicate that you put together as boys get paid yeah so right. someone was to offer you 250 grand now for your hundred twenty five thousand dollar purchase you're saying no well that's no but you gotta remember this is the the syndicate has to decide obviously this my me for me with my small percentage i would want to hang on to her and see what she does personally that's a oh, gambler's yeah. that's mindset great. love it <laughs> <laughs> Are you punting here? <laughs> I've retired, Louis. So 
I may have put a bonus bet on yesterday. I must have found a bonus bet on my TAB account. I may have just put that. But that's not my money. Okay, thank you, TAB, for the $30 bonus bet that came last. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Speaking of bonus bets, we've got one coming up as well. Good work, Louie. Hang in there for the dream, my friend. You might just get the crack a million more down. But coming up next here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, it's Quizzy Dag. You want to take on the Ismaster? You could win yourself a fifty-dollar bonus bet with the TAB. Maybe you can put the futures on the the cracker million winner if I get paid. Give us a call now: oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now. Give it a go. Yeah, it's that time of the morning. I'm having a break from gambling now. Not retiring, having a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love sabbatical. getting a Google out of skip. <laughs> sabbatical. I'm having a sabbatical. No, I never got a sabbatical, Bears. I was always just grinding, mate. I just grinded for my I dollar. I reckon you're on a sabbatical I'm right now. <laughs> 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 We both are. We both are. <laughs> <laughs> I never went to the IPL. I just stuck it out and grinded it on <laughs> one leg here, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Here we go, Bez. Really hey, Bez. Bez. <laughs> this is my time. Yeah. Please be quiet. <laughs> Sorry, mate. All yours. All yours. <laughs> no, no, no. We're a team, mate. Love you. Here we go. Reed. We got Reedo from Gore. How are you, Reed? Yeah, we got on, Bez. Good, 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 good. Yeah, good, brother. You got Loving the right? banter, loving the banter. Yeah, mate. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> good banter on the show, mate. You should see the WhatsApp. Come on, Reid. Man, yeah. it was always a good answer. <laughs> Here we go, Reid. Your chance. Which team, which teams played in the NBA Finals last year? Five. Oh. Four. NBA is not three. my specialty lead. I'm going to have to pass. Oh, stab in the dark. Runs in the dark. Runs in the Two. ruck. Say that One. again, sorry. It, run, it, run, <laughs> it rhymes with the runs and the rucks. <laughs> the buck. Oh, that is uh, a good start. The runs and the... Oh, oh dear. No, NBA's not much. See ya, brother. <laughs> Baz I is tried, Rita, tried. it. <laughs> Baz, we don't gift on this quiz. We don't gift. <laughs> All right, Anton. <laughs> We're going to go to Anton. Runs and rucks. What you Runs and rucks, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew it, bro. Phoenix and Milwaukee. Runs in the box. Yes, Anton. Anton knows. He doesn't need a hand. All right, Anton. You're not from Auckland, are you, Anton? Uh, I live here, but I'm not from here. Okay, well, you'll love this question. Before the Crusaders, who was the last team to win the Super Rugby? Not including the Blues fake Trans Tasman Trophy. Oh. Oh, jeez. Oh. 
<laughs> like. I don't even Five. know. Maybe I'm three. Four. Three. Uh, really strong wind. <laughs> Two. The bulls. I don't know, bro. Oh. <laughs> no. No, no, not the bulls. Not the bulls. Sorry, Anton. We're going to go to Callum. Oh, no. Callum might be angry with that. Morning. Callum. Morning, Callum. Before the Crusaders, who was the last... Kiwi team to win the Super Rugby. I think it was the Highlanders after the Hurricanes. Isn't it? <sighs> Sorry, brother. It's not them, Callum. Gonna get a mark in Tauranga. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for that wine, mate. That was outstanding. That's, uh... Yes, good day. Oh, me and my Thanks, wife mate. really enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Um, the Hurricanes got? is the answer. Who got, Marky? Hurricanes? Yes, Hurricanes is the answer, Marky. We would have found a way to give that to you anyway. Even if <laughs> yeah, I was going to whisper it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, question number three. <laughs> Ravi Ashwin is one of two players of all time to take 400 test wickets and have five test centuries. Who is the other man? Oh, jeez. Uh, That's a very good question. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> uh, Shane Warne. What does it rhyme with, Is? We're going to go to Alan and Fakatani. <laughs> Ravi Ashwin is one of two players of all time to take 400 test wickets in five test centuries. Who is the other man? I uh, think. I think he got that many, but um, Richard Hadley, <laughs> I don't think he got that many centuries. Oh, he's close. Close. He took 400 test wickets, 431. We're going to get John. John and Upper Hut. Yep. Give a clue, Baz. He's Indian. He's an Indian player. Former Indian player. He's an Indian player. John, Upper Hut. Ravi Ashwin is one of two players of all time to take 400 test wickets in five test centuries. Who is the other man? Yeah! Beautiful. All right, question number four. Who coaches the New England Patriots? Oh, uh, uh, Belichick. Yes. Beautiful. Okay, question number five, John. You should get this one. Which city was Will Somerville born in? Five. Well done, John. Well done. Over to you, Bears. Uh, good quizzes. Very good. Well done, generous, John. Bears. All the way there in Upper Hut, Wellington. <laughs> Nailed it. Right. Quizzy Dag brought to you by Ashley and Martin. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point. Search Ashley and Martin online at 8 a.m. or well, just after 8 a.m. We're going to put the spotlight on SENZ's Christchurch frequency this week. 12.60 no a.m. We're giving you the chance.
to win twelve hundred and sixty bucks. No clues is? No clues? No. Not for that one. Some clues. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies may have some clues, may not. Depends who you are. All you have to do is get 10 questions right and you win the whole cigar. we got coming up next at 6.52 in the morning. Coming up next, one, one of the little shows we love. It's Trudy's World. 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 It's our little offbeat time of the morning to put a smile on your dial. It's the last day of November, a month till New Year's Eve, and it's all going to get festive cray-cray from here. You know it, December tomorrow. Right, from our Only in Australia mate file, Fremantle's council is set to ban cats outside unless the cat, the pussy, is on a lead. The councillor behind the idea says, look, in the 1970s, dogs would be roaming the streets and now they're on leads, and he expects cats will also become a thing of the past on the street. <laughs> mm. uh, Bricky time. Um, what's your guys' actual favourite meal to start the day, kickstart your day for breakfast? Uh, I've seen you with a pie before, Baz, and a coffee. Is what are you? Yep. What's what's? Your I favorite? like a poached eggs, bit of poached eggs on toast. Protein. I love I, I love poached eggs. Yeah, poached eggs, bit of avocado, maybe a bit of salmon on top as Real well. Really, that's probably my go-to. <laughs> Baz. Yeah. Besides the pie that we've spotted you with. <laughs> Yeah, um, it used it's to be. It's smoothie, yeah, you have a protein every morning. I don't, yeah, I don't really eat a whole lot. Yeah, maybe a little bit of protein. It used to be like a um, a pie, um, a pinot, and a, <laughs> and a dart, but I've given up I've given up smoking. <laughs> well, my favourite is the good old porridge. Get away for the day. Nice, nice. Well, porridge, um, especially mm. hot with runny cream and a bit of brown sugar. Well, when is oh. porridge not porridge? When a food blogger enters her savoury mushroom and white wine risotto into the World Porridge Making Championships. It's made from mushrooms, what? and she's won. Huh? She won the World That's Porridge Making Champs with a mushroom risotto. So it's scandalous. What? There's a bit of, bit of scandal going down in the food world. I thought I'd share Trudy, that with you for breakfast. Yes. Porridge. Have you had raisins in your porridge? No, but I'll give it a whirl. I'll give anything a whirl. But a banana. Give it a whirl and let me know what you think because it's a, a controversial kind of porridge. But I used to have it when I was younger. And it, yeah, I still quite enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, raisins. I miss porridge. I used to grow up on porridge. Hey, best. You, you used to grow up on the porridge. <laughs> no, I didn't. But that's good to know. That's no wonder oh, you, got you would have been a wheat bix or Nutrigrain like man, eh? You would have had Nutrigrain or Coco yeah. Pop. How many wheat bix can eh? you do? <laughs> eh? How many can you do? Six, sixish. <laughs> <laughs> right, coming up, we got Brendan and Joe Lindsay after the break talking proper bill. It is coming up seven o'clock in the morning. We're craving him a cafe about now. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Chemist Warehouse is the real house of fragrances. Find Mont Blanc Legend 100ml for $59.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday the 30th of November, getting closer to the festive season. December and Christmas. How good. It's coming around quick. I'm really looking forward to 20. 22, but well, really, there's another variance here. But anyway, we won't talk about COVID, talk about it all day, every day. So let's move on. We've had a good hour. We spoke about sport. Baz is back. Halloween net session. Still got it. Class is permanent for our skip, Baz McCullum. He just sent Riley packing. Just 
got a couple out of the middle of the bat, out of the middle of the bat against this young fella, and uh, potentially maybe get a wee comeback from the from the skip. McCallum, anyway, great to see you back out there having a wee bat there, Skip. Uh, what we got coming up? Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies just after eight o'clock this week. The spotlight is on twelve sixty a.m. Our Auto Tahi Christchurch frequency. Ten questions. You get them all right, you win. 1,260 big ones. Question one, or just after 8 o'clock, question one, how many test wickets does Sir Richard Hadley have to his name? The answer, 431 wickets. How many test wickets does Sir Richard Hadley have to his name? 431 as well. So there you go. There's the first question and answer for Baz and Izzy's Radio Freak. Coming up, we've got a question from Brett already regarding the NFL. All you NFL fans, stay tuned. If you've got any questions like Brett, keep them coming through on the text line because we're going to talk to Stephen Ruiz out of the States. Tua Tanga Vailoa. He absolutely carved up my um, Carolina Panthers yesterday and it was yuck to see. But anyway, there's some other teams that are doing extremely well and it's great to see Odell Beckham Jr. get back to playing some NFL for the LA Rams. They they lost, but good to see him back and getting a wee touchdown. So we're going to talk a bit of NFL, and then we're going to keep carrying on talking about the Black Caps because it's a hot topic of the day. The Black Caps, they had a gutsy draw against India uh, overnight. Day five, Ravindra and Patel had to dig deep to save the inning, save the match, and end it in the draw. Ten matches, eight wins and two draws for our Black Caps in the last ten Games, so um, yeah, really looking forward to delving into that. And then we're going to talk to Nick Sauntner about the G9 golf event at Eden Park later on in the eight o'clock hour. But quickly, before we get to our next guest, Baz, I'm going to ask you that I want to read this out to you. Hi there, lads. A wee story of Baz. I'm a massive fan of the Black Caps, and my dad would take me to Wellington every time they would play, and I would go to practices to watch. Baz was always so approachable for a signature as well as chucking the ball around as well as chucking the ball around. A year later, Baz came to Nelson for a road tour, and before he left, he took his vest off and gave it to me. Always will be my favourite sports person. So humble. Thanks heaps, Baz. How cool is that, Skip? Remember that? Yeah, that's a nice text, isn't it? Yeah, you do, eh? You'll be the same, mate. Mm. You'll go back over your career and you're, yeah. you're, remind, you're reminded of times where you've interacted with a lot of the public and... It's good to hear that because that's kind of the, that's your role, right? As as an all that's black it, or a yeah. black cap, it's inspiring. It's to make yeah, and to make the experience real for a, for a fan as well. So mm. that's really cool. I'm not sure there was no name at the bottom of it, but thank you very much for sending us a text on double eight double three. Uh, send us a text as well if you want us to ask any questions of any of our guests, and we've got some wonderful guests on the line. We've got Brendan and Joe Lindsay. Now, well, let's talk a little bit about Probabil. She has been the mayor of a lifetime, and to be fair, she was the filly of one too. Yes, the New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing Awards were held last night, which SNZ, we were very proud to be involved in as sponsors of the coveted Horse of the Year Award, and one of the true queens of the turf was celebrated as Probabil was officially crowned as our champion horse mm. of the year. Fun Star and Probabil, they take the front of the 250 from Riadini. It's Probabil, Fun Star, Riadini. Yearlong Prince coming into the clear from Looks Like Elvis. Probabil takes the lead from her old sparring partner, Fun Star. And Probabil will beat Fun Star. Mm. Ooh, 
good memories. The 2021 oh, season saw her win the Group 1 Epsom, the Group 1 Futurity is in a world where Australian Group 1s are so hard to conquer. She did it against the best, in the best fashion. Her owners are some of the most passionate people involved within racing who also have given so much to the industry as well. They now own Cambridge Stud. It's Brendan and Joe Lindsay, of course, and they picked up owners of the year for their incredible exploits as well with the large racing speak spearheaded by the great mayor. Brendan and Joe are on the line now. It's an absolute pleasure to have them on the show. Good morning and welcome to Baz Nizzy for breakfast, Brendan and Joe. Good morning. Yeah, morning, guys. <laughs> you never get to no, It's great to have you guys on the line. <laughs> Uh, talk to us about how, how special it was to have Probabil honoured like that last night. Uh, we, after, after the awards, we went back and looked at all the other horses that uh, had, had also the year. Uh, Sunline four times, Mufasa, uh, Bonneville in the last few years. You know, like it's, she's in a really an elite company and um, it, it means an awful lot because... Um, you know, uh, I had a, I raced a horse with a friend called Fasadi that won the Taupo Cup, and I've never seen anybody get so drunk in all my life before. And I, he texted me this morning, and he said, it's a long way from Taupo Cup to winning horse of the year, buddy. And, you know, it is. It's, um, you, don't have the, you don't have these things. Um, I guess you don't sort of aim for things like this. And um, we were a little surprised, to be honest, because uh, obviously I've been one of five good ones, and um, we were a little bit surprised. And, but... But the main thing is, you know, we're pretty happy. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll ask you, Joe, as well. So when, when did when do you guys know that she was going to be something like something truly special? When did it sort of dawn on you, Joe, that that uh, that she was something <coughs> a little bit different to the rest of them? Well, I think it really all began um, with two-year-old Karaka Million. You know, she drew outside, and um, she had a, she had had a win before. Um, in a listed race, but um, she'd, she'd come a few places, but the Karaka Million two-year-old was something really special, and we were just so excited with that. And then to turn around, and, and she went off to Australia and came back again and won the three-year-old Karaka Million, and we thought, well, no one has ever done that before. So at that point, we just knew that we had someone special, something special. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it goes right, I guess, with the Karaka Million, because... Um, what a performance that was that night. And, um, you know, she was a late foal. She was a November foal. And to be running at the Karaka Million as well and draw wide, looped the field and won as she liked. You know, we sort of thought then, well, oh, um, I hope this ride continues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, our, our, our granddaughter um, picked, her, picked her out of the... The, um, the gate, the gate number, and she was uh, five, five or something at the time. And um, she turned around and she said, "Is that good, not?" And I said, "That's perfect." <laughs> As we just cut, her, we just cut her out of the will at the same time. <laughs> and then of course, Opie did. Then Opie came out and just, just, um, you know, it was, it was just amazing. So that that was the beginning of it all. You know what? You know, and the, and the, sad, the sad thing is, is that we actually haven't seen her at the races um, since the day she won yeah. the surround stakes. February twenty twenty, yeah. So yeah. it's been a long, it's been a long um, jumping up and down on the couch. We wanted to get a new couch here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell, tell us about that, that feeling. Uh, you know, when, when, you know, I've spoken to a lot of owners and people when they have racehorses, and I'm lucky enough I've just gone and won with Baz. It's Izzy here. It's great to have you both on the show. Um, tell us about that feeling. Is that the ultimate feeling when you see a horse that you've invested so much time and effort in getting across the winning line and winning a potential any race, whether it's a Group 1 or, or Group 2, whatever, is it, is it a special feeling? Can you tell us about that feeling? I think I think it's just any race, you know, like just just to mm. um, have that horse, you know, put her foot forward or his or her, but in this case, her foot out and, and win those races. It's we scream just as much as just a normal win as to a group race. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we had Funny Girl got beaten by a nose on on Saturday at Tiara, and um, I tell you what, I think they heard us down in Tiara. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, our, and we've got a little dog called Louie, and he every time we scream and shout, he, he knows. Me. If there's any noise in the house, he starts barking. We got a Louie too. <laughs> yes, yeah, Louie too. Yeah. 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 He barks yeah. a bit as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Um, you, you've obviously uh, things have been fantastic, and and other walks of life, and that as well. But as uh, the racing side of it, what what was it that made you just put so, such an investment into Cambridge Stud, into the industry, and is it that that thrill of racing and and that excitement that you get out of of racing horses and and having them perform and and that journey that it takes you on? Uh, can you explain a little bit about that to us? Um, there's a couple of things really. I mean, um, there's no secret of the fact that um, Joe and I, are, you know, both nationalists, we believe very heavily in our country and. We were really quite concerned when Patrick was selling uh, Cambridge Stud that it would possibly go into ownership, overseas ownership. And that was the driving force behind buying Cambridge Stud was to keep it in New Zealand ownership because it's an iconic brand and we wanted to make sure that it stayed here. Uh, it'd be fair to say that we, we bit off a bit more than we thought we were doing and didn't realise. You know, when you, it's like sort of when you own a horse and you're sitting in the stand, you don't realise what it's like to get up at four o'clock every morning, week after week, day, you know, day after day, week after week, and you know, wash horses down and bandage them and put ice boots on and this and that. And you know, you turn up at the races and the horse wins and people go, "Oh, congratulations, well done." They've actually done nothing except drive there or put the new suit on, drive to the races, and <laughs> you know, make sure you've got your bearings right. You know where the bar is. You know where the tote is. Uh, and, away, and away you go. So you know, um, we you know obviously we enjoy them. But the thing about having uh, Cambridge Stud and uh, racing and breeding horses, John, I'm very fortunate because um, we can do it together. We both obviously enjoy it. And uh, you know, when you sometimes um, sometimes in marriage and life, you know, you don't walk along on the same path. And we're, we're lucky that we can walk along the same path together, which means that um, it's not a bumpy road; it's a smooth road. I love that. I love that. All the work that goes in behind the scenes, you are right. We just sit in the stands and have a wee dabble and you don't see all the work behind the closed scenes when you're getting your hands dirty. So appreciate all the honesty there. Let's talk about Probabil again. This year, when she, you know, last the award doesn't even include last year's, uh, last season doesn't even include the might and power. Probabil won this year, knocking off the wonder horse, Zaki, to put in perspective. She's still got better yet again. Is that crazy to think about? Well, it is actually because um, every, especially the might and power, everyone was saying Zaki, you know, because he was odds on odds on favourite, and 
they had they had just closed the book on him and well there was no mm. there was no chance anyone else any other horse was actually in it. So when mm. she came around and um and won that race, it was just something else. It's just it's just amazing that she can actually step up against the boys and 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 beat them. And of course we had Freddie Preble on board and he just he just he just sung that horse and so they they just had that little connection it's just amazing he said after the race he said that um she was absolutely on empty in the last hundred meters and he said all i had to do was just to get it um, just to keep it going but he said there was absolutely not one bit of energy left in the tank and he said she got there for my absolute guts he was absolutely overruled yeah yeah Yeah. That, that was a that was an amazing thrill. Yeah. So so we're off. Um, she's going to take a similar path to last year. She's she went back into work uh, down to the three weeks place for the water walker on Wednesday. She's been at the farm at Caraca for a few weeks. She's put on uh, she put thirty five kg thirty five kg. She's a bit of a tubby. She <laughs> likes the food. Um, so we put they put her on the paddock, which they didn't put too much grass there because. Um, you know, she comes over and says hello, but she doesn't say hello for long because she's frightened she's going to miss another piece of grass. So, um, Daniel was a bit concerned about her putting putting the weight on, but um, although she's put on 35 kilos, she's only 20 kilos more than last year when she went back into work. But um, what we're going to do is we'll probably go to the similar rate, uh, races uh, for the futurity and then the all-star mile, uh, and hopefully we get a dry track this year. And it's mm. a Flemington which should suit her. And then if that, everything goes according to plan, we'll probably go up to Sydney and um, place her on the uh, Queen of the Turf, which will be probably her swan song. And you know, this this is next next season's the end. You know, that's she's had enough. She's had thirty, uh, she's had twenty seven runs for twelve wins and uh, eight places. And I think um, you know, I don't think you know you can, you can only get so much of a good thing. And so she'll have three or four more runs, and that'll be the end. And she'll let us know. She'll let us know when mm. she's had it as well. So, um, but we're just hoping she can just carry on just that little bit longer. And then we'll find a boyfriend for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to seeing what that mating looks like as well. And in time, I'm sure that's oh, that's the idea, right? Like yeah, these fantastic race race mares, and then they just end up being able to keep giving to you for for decades, don't with uh, with their progeny, etc. Right? So. Hey, um, we really appreciate it, Brendan and, and Joe. Um, we'll have to um, we'll have to let you guys go. Unfortunately, we could sit here and talk for hours, but um, we really appreciate you guys joining us here on on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Oh, we love Robert Bill on the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Well, to thank talk you, to thank you guys, you and, and we wish you all the best. Thank you for the sponsorship. Um, it's fantastic for the racing industry, and I very much enjoy your show. And well done with the show. Lance Noble's been in there a couple of times on a Saturday to talk, and he now thinks he's a bloody superstar, so you've got to stop asking him to come in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Is that really? The racing fraternity's been brilliant, actually. They've been fantastic, and yeah. they really get in behind yeah. what we're doing. So so thanks heaps for joining us, guys. Enjoy the rest of your yeah, day, thanks, and we look team. forward to supporting Promo this season coming. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so thanks, much. Team. Thanks, guys. That was Brendan and Joe Lindsay, of course, owners oh, of oh, Probabil, owners of Cambridge Stud, wonderful people doing amazing things mm. for the industry as well. And they're putting sizable investment into the game and they're getting 
richly awarded for it too. So um, you can hear the passion and the thrill of what racing does to people, and we're part of those victims as well. Right, we're going to keep moving along here. We've got plenty more coming up. Yeah, mate. I can't wait. That's you. That's yours. That is going to be you. And that you're going to be standing there in the winner's enclosure with your suit and tie on, eh? You'll be there with <laughs> a little glass tragic. of champagne, maybe a bet slip if you've got back to punting by then, but you may have been retired for a while, so, and you'll be you'll be just taking a break. You'll be giving it that one, you know, up and about. That's what racing does to you. You can't get it anywhere else. The greatest thrill on the earth. Right, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's a big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Here's your Deja Bowling, and Patel right. plays back down to the bowler. The over comes to an end. The umpires, no doubt, will come together, and the batsmen are leaving the ground. New Zealand have drawn the match. The players up in the uh, players' area hug and embrace, and I think India will rue yesterday's decisions by Captain Rahani as they let the game drift. He's now arguing with the umpires. It's not particularly elegant. Mm, I think it was a sense of... Relief there from the Black Caps, <clears throat> Black Caps Bears. I think one that got away, maybe potentially. I don't know. We've got a, not all of you agree anyway. Not all of you agree, and I've got a text message here, Bears. No, while Kane and Stead are in charge, they just don't recognise when to step up in the batting stakes. Kane just sucked the air out as soon as a win looked a possibility with 0.4 strike rate. Then 100% predictability. We uh, predictably we get into trouble. Wouldn't happen in Bears's day. Five days of cricket and not one single batsman attacked. All you had to do was watch Ashwin bat. And that is from JG. And, um, <clears throat> you know, like we're not out there. We're not out there uh, batting. And I've, I've been a part of high-performing teams. There is a lot of pressure and external pressure that is involved with sport. But I was sitting on the couch, and I was sitting on the couch, particularly when Will Sumble was out there, and he got us into a solid position. I think 79 for two when he was out. So I think that was after 30 overs. We think we had 60 overs left. Um, I was thinking, mate, we're in a good position here. We've got key players coming in, Bears. We've got Key, we've got Williamson, we've got Ross Taylor, who who you said yesterday was going to be vital for the day, Henry Nichols. So I was thinking, okay, this is a great opportunity to go out there and start attacking, start springing the mullet, uh, swinging the mullet and potentially um, taking a few risks to push for that win. But conditions inside, we heard Kane Williamson talking about it, conditions were tough. But I just want to ask you the question, Bears. Could we have had a bit more of a positive mindset and attacked the ball with the way that India were fielding, bowling? Was there a possibility in your mind? It's a fascinating point, actually, is. And it's a really... Um, because my natural, like my innate sort of personality is to try and mm. go for the win. And, yeah. and my mentality, as you pointed out, at 79 for two with 55 overs remaining. We needed 200... 11 more runs to win off those 55 overs with our best batsman at the crease, Tom Latham, mm. Kane Williamson, Ross Taylor to come. I'm sitting there going, we're game on here. We are game yeah. on here. But then from that moment, we just dropped anchor. And mm. and, and I was sort of, a, for a little bit there, I was like, oh, I'm a bit frustrated by this. But then I sit there and I think, you know, like, these boys are undefeated in 10 straight test matches the first time we've ever yep. achieved it. They've had eight wins, two draws during that time. Six of those tests have been at home. Three have been away. One's been a neutral venue. They're world test champions, not just because of the games that they win, but because of the games that they don't lose. And they yep. lost the toss on a very favourable um, toss uh, percentage, one would think. like the, the way that the game swings towards 
the team that wins the toss and gets the opportunity to bat first on a wearing wicket was quite mm. significant. So, so I sit there and I think, well, maybe that's why they've been able to, in the years that I've left the game and, and since I've retired, their level of consistency has gone through the roof. And I just wonder whether that is because of that type of mentality is that they're able to actually just em- embrace the fact that drawing is a good result. Whereas my innate personality is, let's go win the bloody thing, you know, <laughs> and that can actually lend, that can lead itself yeah. to to calamity as well. So maybe maybe the level of consistency that they've been able to garner is off the back of of those kind of decisions. And and in the end, I mean, it, you've got to you've got to look at it and say, well, that is a stirring draw, like a stirring performance, and and mm. again another performance full of backbone and and desire and and dedication to the cause from from a group of of players did did we did we make it into a a stirring draw though like was there a possibility of us attacking the match differently with the batters that we had could they have come out out and played had a bit more of a positive mindset i don't know well that's kind of what i was thinking as well again it's Mm. it's really hard to argue with successful results and that's what these guys have been able to achieve they're the number one test team in the world, you know? No other team in the world would have put up a fight quite like they did. Other teams might have won that game from that moment, but no one would have been able to hang in there for a draw like that. So, look, maybe maybe they're, they're bang on and, and they know know what to do. In the end, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, we drew. Wow, that's mm. actually a great result. And now we're going to go to Mumbai. Yeah. And if we win the toss of Mumbai on Friday and yeah. we find ourselves batting first and we get 400... And then all of a sudden the wicket starts wearing and tearing and spinning and bouncing and spitting and keeping low and doing all those things. And we rock and roll India. We walk away from that series with a 1-0 result. And we're going to look back on this result now and go, what an outstanding performance from, from these guys. Yeah. So, look, in the end, yes, we could have chased victory. And my innate personality would say to do so. <laughs> but in Kane, we trust. That's all I could yeah. say. In Kane, we Beautiful. trust. He knows what he's doing. And we're going to head into Mumbai with a real live chance in the series. It's 7.30 in the morning. Remember, at 8 o'clock as well, we're putting the spotlight on SNZ's frequencies. And it's the Christchurch frequency is down where you are, my brother. 12.60 a.m. We're giving you the chance to win 1260 bucks with Baz Nizzi's radio frequencies. Get all 10. You get the whole damn lot of it. So look forward to that very shortly. But for now, it's time for Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 27 minutes away from 8 a.m. 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Any thoughts on the cricket? What would you have done if you were out there? And Kane, we trust, couldn't have summed it up better myself, Baz. That's exactly what it feels like to be a cricket punter in New Zealand. I promise you that. Hey, we've been following this story for a couple of weeks now. Novak Djokovic... Yes, Novak Djokovic is unlikely to play at the Australian Open now after his father went bang and went whack at the Australian Open rules around COVID-19 vaccinations and whether they need to be relaxed. Under these blackmails and conditions, he probably won't play. I wouldn't do that, and he's my son, so you decide for himself. Whack.
There you go. Will we see Novak Djokovic at the Australian Open? Well, not according to his father. We'll keep following this story because you never really know. And back on the cricket in Kane We Trust, we heard a little bit of audio of Kane earlier in the show, and he made reference to this. He says, it was old school test cricket, trying to bat out a day and survive, which isn't seen all that often in recent years. It was good fun and nice to come away with a draw in the end. That's the beauty of test cricket, where there can be excitement in the draw. Baz, as someone that's been out there in the in the saucepan, in the absolute heat and the fire of it, is the draw exciting very often in cricket or is this the best version of a draw when you're kind of waiting for light to fade and is this kind of the ultimate draw you know what I mean it's actually a really good question I think sometimes in our game like we're so used in every other walk of life or in sport to have winning or losing right it's black or white but that's the beauty of cricket and test cricket in particular is that shade of grey that real fighting scrapping draw and yeah look I think and and what's coming through on the text line as well on our double eight double three text line is pretty much that that you guys are all pretty happy with the draw in itself and the fighting characteristics and spirit shown. And look, I, I think sometimes, and in particular in two test series, like a draw can actually be such an important part of the overall success. Um, you just got to hang in there and know that that you've you've had things go against you a little bit here. And, and that's what I think New Zealand had. And there's a really good text here. Where is it? It says, um, the more I think about it, the greater that test draw is. Losing the toss, batting fourth, foreign conditions without Conway, Wagner, Bolt, and a debutante test, test keeper and spinner. How on earth did they do it? And that was from Ray. Spot on, Ray. And that's the thing. It didn't mm. go all our, our way, but we hang in there long enough to be able to get the result, which will give us a chance to then be able to try and get ultimate success in in the next test. So, yeah, I thought it was quite a quite an incredible performance, actually. I'll tell you one man who, and great timing for it, John Wright. So we've got John Wright coming up just after 8 a.m. Now, if anyone that's ever played Test cricket for New Zealand, how much would he have loved that performance? The scrapping mm. sort of dogged nature of New Zealand hanging on for a draw, batting all day, you know, just withstanding everything that India threw against them. John Wright would absolutely love that. We're going to get to chat to him just after eight. So looking forward, looking forward to that. Is have you spent much time with John Wright at all? Do you know, do you know John no. Wright? No, I don't actually, Baz. But um, I'm looking forward to that. He's just I'm down the road from that you. Comment. I know. I heard he's, he's just up the road. I haven't bumped road. into. I know they're all out here. Flem Wright, Walshy, they're all out these ways, mate. Maybe McCullum soon, mate. Maybe McCullum come <laughs> home, Baz. <laughs> Come home. Come home, brother. Mate, we've got a caller on the line. We've got Charlie. We've got Charlie. He wants to chat about the black caps. Should we get to him? Yeah. Yeah, let's get to Charlie. Morning, Charlie. Morning, boys. Just a quick one, mate. Um, quick question. How many did India score batting first in the first innings and at what run rate? Oh. oh. Wow. Okay. Their run rate was 3.1 to 3.1. And you expect, or that guy who texted him before expects New Zealand with two men down to score 245 overs. That is never going to happen. Kane, Kane picked the right strategy, mate. India couldn't score four in overs. How is New Zealand, with two of the best batsmen down, going to score? Okay. Yep, that's a good point. That's like the that. sound, sound rationale. Mm. 
I mean, it is hard to score that. And that's why the only thing, I know we're going to get off to a break shortly, but one one point that where I think India did miss a trick, when you make a declaration, you have to do yep. one of two things. You either got to completely have the game in your control so you can surround the bat with men, or you've got to keep the team interested to create opportunities because they feel like they can win. 280 was just a little bit beyond without being strong mm. enough to be able to surround the men with uh, surround the bat with men. So I think they slightly got their declaration wrong, even though they're only one one wicket away from ultimate success. I think they could have pushed even harder if they had have um, just maybe gone a little bit harder with bat in hand, or if they had have declared a little bit earlier and left us a bit bit of meat on the bone. Well, so we we had them for 103 for you, five Charlie. too, Bears. 103 for five, and Ashwin comes in and gets some runs on the board. So like other side, we could have got them out a lot earlier, gave ourselves more time and less runs. You know, made it a bit more juicy. Good point. Good point. That's Test Cricket, eh? The ebbs and the flows, oh, mate. Yeah. That's why it's a beautiful game because it just takes you, takes you down all these different directions and you're never quite sure where the end result's going to be. But, yeah, it's a fascinating game. We're lucky that we've got another one to, to watch next week. And then we've got the Ashes not long after that too. That's pretty good crack as well. 7.39 here in the morning. We've got coming up next is, and you are going to love this, NFL, mate. Stephen Ruiz. How good. Look forward to talking to him. Izzy's going to boss that one for us. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yeah, good morning. It's 7.44 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is Tuesday the 30th of November. Great to have Charlie calling us on the Kennard Tire phone line. Give us a call anytime, 0800 150811 if you want to talk about the Black Caps because, wow, there's some great texts coming through four and just getting a bit more of an understanding that that was a gutsy, gutsy draw from the Black Caps heading to Mumbai. How good would it, us, would it to be get a 1-0 series win in India over the Black Caps? Uh, maybe some changes be made in the squad. We're going to have John Wright after the 8 o'clock hour. But right now it's time to talk some NFL, it's one of the highlights of the elaborate American sporting calendar. Thanksgiving weekend football. The Cowboys-Raiders game on Thanksgiving Day was the most most watched regular season game since 1990. And it, was, it wasn't just the ratings that were high this weekend. With things heating up around the league, there's just five weeks to go until playoffs, meaning there are plenty of chances to get hot and make a run to the Super Bowl. Steven Ruiz is a gun NFL writer for The Ringer, and he joins us now. G'day, Stephen. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining us, mate. Tell us, how, how good is Thanksgiving football, mate? What makes it so special? <laughs> uh, I mean, it just gives you a respite from your family, you know? That's, that's usually <laughs> the, the best part sometimes. You know, in recent years, it hasn't been that good. Some might say that watching the Detroit Lions play is not as bad as, you know, uh, conversating with your family, but you know, others might not feel that way. Oh, how good is that rest from your family? Outstanding. Hey, mate, tell us about the game, the Thanksgiving game. Cowboys, Raiders, Cowboys going down. How much pressure on the Cowboys after going down against the Raiders? Yeah, they've, they've been missing two of their star players, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, over the last two weeks, and they, they've had this high-powered yeah. offense for much of the season, and over the last three weeks it's kind of you know went AWOL without those two guys. But it bounced back against the Raiders. This, this was the one good Thanksgiving uh, game of the, the slate, and 
I'm more optimistic about the Cowboys after this loss because the offense did look so good, and they just had a bunch of bad penalties on the defensive end, and that's really why they lost the game. Um, what about, how have you found Dak Prescott this year? He's uh, he's come back. He's I've been watching the the ESPN um, All for Nothing kind of series on the on the TV at the moment. Seeing Dak Prescott, have you been impressed with his play? Yeah, I've really been impressed. He obviously had a devastating injury last year. He broke his leg. I think it was mm. it was early in the season, and he missed most of the season. Then he's come back, and he also had a shoulder injury, his throwing shoulder in August, and that hasn't slowed him down at all. He's been one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I I mean, he's one of the front runners for MVP. I don't know if he's going to win it, but he's still in the conversation, mm. which is pretty impressive for him. What about my? I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, mate. And last week, uh, all my hope was alive when they beat Arizona Cardinals quite convincingly. Cam Newton made a wee comeback, and then this week, brought right back down to earth, losing to the Dolphins, 33-10. Cam getting thrown on the bench after throwing oh five intercepts or something like that. Carolina Panthers, what happened? I'm also a Panthers fan, so I can empathize with you. Oh. Like, I feel like we oh. have a connection now. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I was so excited, too. <laughs> Cam Newton came back. It felt like the first time he joined the team back in 2011, and then it took about two weeks for that to just go all down the drain. And yesterday was mm. ugly. It was hard to watch. I was kind of – I'm like a big Cam Newton fan, but I was kind of relieved he was benched just so it ended. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see him throw another interception. It didn't get much oh, better. He yeah, backup was... came in and got sacked twice and then threw an interception. <laughs> so I don't think it was all his fault. But defensively, they've been very impressive all year defensively. But they leaked 33 points. 33 points. What happened there? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it's just Cam Newton is cursed. Like every time he comes to the Panthers, <laughs> the defense just falls off. They were the number one defense in the league before uh, two weeks ago. And they gave a 27 to Washington, which isn't good on offense. 33 to Miami, which also isn't good on offense. And I think it just goes to show that maybe those first couple months, the defensive performance was a little fluky. Uh, they got a lot of sacks, a lot of turnovers from bad quarterbacks and bad teams. And now that they've started playing better offenses, they're kind of struggling. Okay, I've got a question here from the other team. Dolphins, question for our NFL analysis. With the performances rolled out over the last four weeks, including yesterday's performance over well, my, my number one pass defense, has Tui, Tua Tungavailoa done enough to put to bed the undeserved criticism of his skill sets and silence the chat around a Deshaun Watson trade? That is from Brett. What's your thoughts? Uh, I, I'm, I regret to inform him that no, I don't think it does. He, he barely threw oh. the ball downfield. There was a lot of dink and dunk passes. He was throwing five yards downfield. He did not attempt to pass 20 yards down the field. Like it, this is the Tua that we've seen. Like He hasn't done anything that we haven't seen over these last four games. So there's no reason to adjust our scouting reports on him. He looks like the same player he was last year, which is when he started to come under fire and when people started talking about trades for Deshaun Watson and trades for other quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Okay, well, there you go, Brett. You've deflated. You've been deflated, brother. But like us here on my Panthers <laughs> side. I'm so hey, sorry, Before Brett. I let you go. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. We love honesty on the show. Before I get low, before I let you go, five more games before playoffs. Who, in your mind, are leading 
uh, leading leading the competition. Who are looking favourites to maybe potentially win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl? So I actually did revise predictions this morning for the column I wrote, mm-hmm. and I had the Packers beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I feel Ooh, very good about that pick. Aaron Rodgers has been a little shaky, but yeah, he's been a little shaky off the field, but he's been very good on it. And I, I don't think his yeah. vaccination status will prevent him from, from playing well. And I think they're the most complete team in the NFC. And then on the AFC side, I know the Chiefs haven't looked as powerful as they have in years past, but they've earned the benefit of the doubt over the last three years. You just kind of expect them to figure it out. Eventually, they still have five games left to do it. And they have the best quarterback in the league and the best player in the league. I think they're going to do it. You think he's still the best? He's had a shaky season, more incepts than he had in his first season, three seasons. But anyway, that's a great prediction. Packers are going to win it over the Chiefs. And, well, I look forward to watching that. Thank you so much, Stephen Ruiz, for your time on the Baz and Izzy's for Breakfast Show. Really appreciate your NFL take from around the world. What a great game it is. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. There we go. That is Stephen Ruiz. And, Brett, well, to what tongue of Iloa? No, he hasn't done enough to silence the critics, mate. Anyway, that's great chat from him. We'll be back shortly. It is, what is our time? It is 7.52 in the morning. You listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. 7.57 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Of course, we've got coming up after the break, we have Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies Quiz which is going to be good fun. We're going to take caller number eight today as well. So you want to be that caller number eight, you can win yourself 1260 bucks because we're putting the focus on the Christchurch frequency, which is 1260 AM. The answer to the first question is about Sir Richard Hadley. So how many test wickets? 431 is the answer. How many wickets does and if you, Sir Richard Hadley have to his name? 431. And if you ring one. Sir Paddles, he will walk you through every single one of those wickets. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will tell you where, he will tell you who, he will tell you how. Sir Richard Hadley, what a legend. He's actually got a number plate on his car, RJH431. <laughs> oh, what a story, Bears. Story Planet Pegasus. Uh, We're Planet Pegasus. I was a young kid, Planet Pegasus. He was up on whole. I think it was 15, and it's a drivable par, par 4, and I've absolutely tanked it. Didn't know I could get there, tanked it, and it's gone up there, landed on the green, rolled past it, and I'm like, oh, you know, walking up like this, shoulders out, yeah, yeah, get up there, and it's paddles. And he loses it, <laughs> loses it. And I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, Sir Richard Hadley. And he's like, you're lucky it was you. Walks off, and I was like, oh, my. I was absolutely packing it, mate. <laughs> well, what have you done to you? Bowled oh. you a little in-swinger, in a little in-ducker. Well, maybe he would have just nipped one away. <laughs> oh, I was still playing back then, mate. He wouldn't have caught me, I tell you. <laughs> uh, brilliant, mate. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more of your NFL a bit later on. How impressive was that? Is he just bossing it with Stephen Stephen Ruiz talking all things NFL? There's a little, there's a couple of texts there as well, which have got a bit of feedback for you on the NFL stuff too. But very good from you, Is. We've got plenty more coming up. Can't wait to speak to John Wright very soon. He'll love that performance of the Black Caps overnight. We'll chat to him just after the break. Well, after the frequencies quiz, the Baz Nizzi's radio frequency quiz.
But we're off to track down some cafe coffees. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Tuesday, the 30th of November, closer to December. Oh, I love this time of year, festive season, there's always lots going on. Looking forward to the 17th when the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show connects and has a wee catch up. We're going to wait till 12 o'clock though, cool Trudy finishes her shift on the SENZ radio show and then we'll rip into it. So looking forward to that on the 17th. Team, anyway, remember Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies is right now. Call us 0800 150 811. Call us now 1260 bucks. We're going caller number seven. Caller number seven. So call right now and we'll get, might give you the chance to win that cash. 1260 bucks. How good would that be? I've looked at the quiz. I've given you the first answer to the first question, 431. 431 is Sir Richard Hadley's uh, wickets. How many test wickets does he have? So call now and you could be in the draw. What do we got coming up on the show? If you've missed anything, make sure you head to Baz and Izzy for breakfast podcast on the SEN app. And head over to Baz and Izzy's podcast. And we spoke to Brendan and Joe Lindsay about the great mayor, Probabil, Probabil, potentially. He gave us a lead-in for Probabil's future, for her future going forward. You want to hear that news because it was great little insight. To, if you're a horse fan and racing fan, you want to know what Probabil's options are next. So make sure you head over to the Baz and Izzy podcast. And then we spoke to Stephen Ruiz about the NFL. And, well, he broke Brett's heart with Tua Tungavailoa, maybe potentially getting traded. He hasn't seen much. But anyway, he loved his honesty, did Brett. Coming up, we've got John Wright. He's going to give us a little lead into the Black Caps. We spoke to Baz. He gave us his insights. You on the text line. We've got a lot of texts. We'll get to those very shortly. Very shortly. And then we're going to talk to Nick Sontner about the G9 golf event at Eden Park. If you haven't played that, it is an outstanding golf event. But right now, it's time for... It's Baz's and Izzy's radio frequencies. It's Baz's and Izzy's radio frequencies. Yes, it's that time. And 1260 bucks, man. Like, how good would that be? That would get me 0.20 of a Ethereum um, coin. Yeah, cryptocurrency. That would get me about a 0.20 of a a coin. That would be quite good right now if I got that. But anyway, it's enough. 12.60 a.m. is Christchurch Frequency. The spotlight this week is on Christchurch. We're giving you the chance to win 1,260 bucks. Well, caller number seven was John from Christchurch. It's only fitting we get a Christchurch caller. Good morning, John. Good day, boys. How you doing? Oh, good, John. Are you feeling good confident, luck, John. Oh, well, it all depends. If um, if we go on the ones from yesterday, which I like Baz's idea, um, I'm sort of thinking, boys, if, yeah. if I do manage to get it, we'll donate 500 of it to Movember, eh? Oh. John, I'm going to do whatever okay. I can to help you through this. <laughs> go on, Baz. Consider okay, me your phone a friend. Okay. We'll give him a phone a friend <laughs> option if he yeah, can't get one, Yeah, you're a phone a friend, okay? If you if you if, if you, you need go, one, phone I'm a your phone a friend. Okay, yeah, we make phone a friend and you get, 
and, and then and then you get phone at Izzy and I'll potentially live, get on too. Anyway, here we go, brother. Your chance, 1260 bucks. Question number one. How many test wickets does Sir Richard Hadley have to his name? 431. Yes, Johnny. $12. tell you all about them your as way. Well. Here we go. Here we go. Number two. Which football team plays at Ansfield? Liverpool. Yes, Johnny. Come on, John. Question number two, three. Question number three. Which New Zealand national team did Ricky Herbert coach? Ricky Herbert. Uh, the Warwick. Yes. Uh. Question number four, John. Who's the All Blacks all-time leading try scorer? No, that's true. Um, <laughs> phone a friend. Phone a friend. No, that's the answer. You want to phone a friend to me? Z's going for you. Yeah. Go I've got the answers. Ah, uh, you want the phone a friend? Rhymes with. I'll give, rhymes with. I'll give you a crew. Bowler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> rhymes with rug bowler. Rhymes, uh, rhymes with. <laughs> You got it? What does, what does it I remember? think he said Doug Howlett. I think he said <laughs> Doug Howlett, is he? <laughs> oh, he got it. I said, hey. I said, I said rug, rug Rowlett. Rug Rowlett. <laughs> Good work, John. You're on fire. <laughs> All right, John, that's your only chance, okay? Because, well, we might be getting a call from Hutcho soon, and he might be spilling tax. Anyway, we're about to be one to one. There's no more chances for you. Here we go. Question number five. Well, this is toughie. How many times have the Silver Ferns won the World Championships? Two. What? Five. Sorry? Sorry? What did you say? Did you cough? Oh. Did you say, did you say, yeah, was it three? Did you say five? I said <coughs> How many? Five. Five. Four. I said five. Ah! Four. Three. I was counting you down. And I said five. Four. Oh. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. It was five. Oh, John, you know, we I tried. You down. That was your clue. That was your clue. I was like, five. You know? No worries, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're a legend. Oh, Thanks, John. Legend, John. No worries, fellas. Good on you. <laughs> yep, standing. So, oh, look, look, we're trying, Bears. We are trying. We are trying to donate $1,260. We want one of you to get paid. Everyone else. One of you to get paid. Everyone else back in the studio is shaking us off. <laughs> but is. That's when we can just say, no, nah, no, nah, you got it, John. You got it. Well done. Yeah. And then we can ring the bell ourselves. Yeah. I loved Can't it. Take it with I, you. I loved it because he was going to donate to Movember. He was going to donate to Movember. Exactly. It's a very special time. Men's, men's mental health. And I've got a wee thing here. Can you give a shout out to my mate, Bok? He's running 111 kilometers today from Cheviot to Carlton to raise money for mental health. And you can donate at Movember.com. There's Bok Run. He's running 111 kilometers today, someone in Christchurch. So. If you're out there and you can donate to Movember, please do because it's a special, special cause. Um, 
or some special people. But I'm gonna throw it over to you. That is Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies for Monday, uh, Tuesday. What question for tomorrow? What part of Evander Holyfield's body did Mike Tyson bite during a fight? The answer is an ear. So that is for tomorrow. Over to you, Baz. Well done. That's a good quiz. Well, mate, I think we could have steered him into one more there, eh? Like, never We're seen trying. a hearse with a trailer behind. It's only money, mate. It's only money. Joe's having a... Hatchie's got Joe's heaps. Having a, I don't know what's going on with Joe in the background. Louis scared. Maybe because Ruben's in the studio, huh? <laughs> oh, we can just give it out. That's what we're, we're generous people. That's what we do. As in myself, we're very generous people. Right, let's get a little bit uh, deeper into some cricket stuff. Um, last night, the Black Caps were outstanding, being able to hold on to the test win, uh, to a test draw over there in Campoor. They showed all the resolve and all the guts that we've become accustomed to with this side, the Black Caps. It's time for our little wee McCafe coffee catch up, and who better on the back of a performance like that? Stoic and absolutely outstanding, and, and they fought all the way through. Man who did it right throughout his own career and also coaching and life in general. It's John Wright, absolute champion. It's great to have you on the show here, Righty. Good morning, mate. Good morning, guys. How are you? Buddy, good. How good was that, Righty? You would have enjoyed that. Well, to be honest, to be completely honest with you, I got as far as T. And I thought, well, they've done enough. But um, I got up early this morning and, and had a look at the scoreboard and read the reports. And um, I agree with you. I think it was um, I think it was a really resilient, strong performance. Um, people will say that we scraped out with with a draw, but you know, there's not not a lot of teams that go to India, lose the toss, and haven't. Some of the team haven't played a lot of five day cricket. And um, scraped out with a draw, but you know they also had a chance to win the game. I thought it was a, it was an outstanding Test match. I watched it from time to time, and I thought the team displayed why they're world champions. Yeah, absolutely right, mate. We were um, we were chatting about it before. We've had heaps of messages through on our on our text line on double eight double three and and share admiration for what the guys have done. A couple of people have wondered whether we could have been a little more aggressive early to try and chase it down, but Ryder, you've, you've coached over in India, you've, you've been there as a player, you've been there um, with New Zealand as well as coaching the Indian side. Just explain to, to some people just how difficult those conditions are to try and chase 280 on the last day on a wicket like that. Just, just, can you explain a little bit about that? Well, yeah, well, Green Park, it's it's in Tampur, which, which is a new tea. It's right in the middle of India. Um, and you're running into their winter. Uh, it's a very, very slow wicket, and it's low. Um, the test match that I coached there with India, we played South Africa, and there were big scores in the first innings. The game petered out to a draw. Um, and, of course, they're heading into their winter, so you do get a few light problems, but um, India have got a high-class spin attack. Um, I think the bounce of the wicket and the slowness of the wicket made scoring runs difficult. The only guy that really uh, scored quickly was Shreyas Iyer, and he's an outstanding young player on his debut. Um, and it was just difficult. And I think, you know, for New Zealand to have won that match, they had to actually uh, restrict India and, and take that opportunity when they had five down in the second innings. And... And, you know, look at chasing something around 180 where it takes time out of the game. 
um, and the the total's more realistic. I think once India got to you know over two well two twenty two thirty, it was always going to be very difficult. Um, but um, you know you could see that um, from the first session that New Zealand probably had a more defensive mindset, and the partnership really that could have changed that would have been if Tom Latham and, and Kane and Williamson had got going, you know, immediately after lunch and maybe put on some quick runs. But, um, you know, they, they've got out of this one. Um, they'll take a fair bit of confidence from it and now they go to Bombay and that's going to be a different wicket entirely. Um, it, it'll, it'll be more bounce. Uh, if it does turn, it's going to turn really quickly. Uh, if it's a turner and and things will happen fast, but I mean they'll they'll take a lot of heart out of this performance. It, it, chasing on the fifth day in in any Test match is difficult, but particularly um, in in Asian conditions. Yeah, nice, Roddy. Hey, it's Izzy here, mate. I hear you're my neighbour. I'm yeah. just down in Clarkville, so yeah. hopefully I can catch up with you and meet you meet you one day again, bud. Um, yes. Appreciate your time. Hey, to heading to Mumbai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh, you used to watch me running down, trying to hack it down the... Yeah, down I the do running, well, running down the... Yeah, for the Crusaders, mate. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Crusaders fan, I should, should, should tell you. But anyway, it's another another story. Yes. Oh, um, <laughs> good, right. Hey, Mumbai. Head into Mumbai. Uh, do, you, yeah. do you think another seamer, seamer will be added? Will Wagner be, be added to, to think... the squad you potentially feel for that game? Yeah. Well, that's the decision they face. Uh, a lot of teams come to India and and because they see a wicket that may turn, they uh, they go spin heavy. Um, and sometimes that's um, a mistake. You've really got to pick your, your four best bowlers, whoever they may be. You'll need one spinner at least. Uh, with Ravindra, I thought he looked really tidy with the ball, actually. Um, so, you know... I would suggest that, you know, whoever they feel is their best four bowlers. And if you look at the scorecard, you know, I thought Tim Southey was absolutely magnificent in the last match. I mean, uh, that Spelly bowl on the second uh, day uh, is as good a bowling I've seen in the subcontinent, the wicket giving him nothing. You know, he walked off with a bit of a, a strain of some sort and came and put an amazing performance on that that second morning. That was outstanding bowling. I, I think that you know they've just got to play their four four, four best bowlers. And, and from the, from here, unless you get to Mumbai and it's absolutely bare and not a blade of grass, they must be very tempted to play, play Neil Wagner uh, and and, um, and go with three seamers. Probably probably Ravindra uh, because. I think he can do a job, and pick uh, the spinner that they believe is going to do the job for them. Um, it gets a little complicated because if you do pick Neil Wagner, he's a left armer, and so he's going to be bowling from the other side of the wicket, um, will, which will give assistance to Ashwin because of the footmarks he's going to make. Um, so that gets a, you know, those are just the sort of things that will be going through Kane in Gary's mind um, when they select that side. Uh, but I, I would certainly, from here, say just pick your four best bowlers and, and, and go in with it and, and be very aggressive.
and hope you win the toss. Yeah, that that, that would make <laughs> yeah, he's, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spot on. Be, win the he toss. He's got to win one, surely. The thing that I always remember um, in India is no matter what you were doing as a player, um, you know, you'd be looking because you, you're a batsman and you'd be hoping that the captain could win the toss or as a coach, you might be picking or doing some fielding practice but you're always glancing out to the middle when the toss is thrown up and, and hoping like hell that... Uh, the microphone, the guy with the microphone goes to your captain first because you know that he's won the toss and you know you're going to bat. <laughs> <laughs> he is spot on, absolutely spot on. Izzy, I'm looking forward to one day when we're down when we're down near you, wandering along to Riley's mm. house if he's going to if he's going to have us. We'll take a bottle of wine. Yeah. We'll sit down and we can sit down for a couple of hours and listen to some of Riley's stories because he's got some outstanding oh, yes. stories, mate. He's a, he's obviously a great storyteller as well, so we look forward to chatting to him at some stage. Hey, Righty, mate, you've been around the game so long. Your impact on the New Zealand and Indian cricket as well has been immense over over decades, not just as a player but also as a coach. And you were you were really at the start of of the journey of the Black Caps um, from where from where they were to where they are now. Do you, do you look at this team with just an immense amount of pride, mate, and what they've been able to achieve? Well. Baz, I, I, I think, um, you know, I think it's wonderful for New Zealand cricket um, and, and, and you must do exactly the same because you were a big part of that and, and I didn't give you first crack of the leadership but, but um, you know, you do look at the side and, um, well, we cricket, um, I think you knew and, and we all knew that we had a great group of youngsters coming through um, and I think that, the, that they deserve the credit. Um, you know, the players deserve the credit um, whilst you were playing, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the self-responsibility of, of a player that has ability, that gets an opportunity, but then goes on and continually improves. And, and, you know, if you get a group of players like that with the ability that they have, the thing that I'm really enjoying about them um, is and it takes a while. Um, it, it just doesn't happen overnight in sport, and and uh, you know you, you understand that because you, there were times when you, you thought, well, you know, we should be doing a little better, but it evolves. And, and I love the way that this team's playing because the last test we watched was a great illustration of that because they they displayed a, a great fighting spirit, and 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 I think that that's what. You know, any fan uh, in any sport wants to see their team. They want to see a team, uh, no matter how, how talented, and this one is, uh, go out there and fight and, and, um, and you know, represent, you know, them and the country really well. And I, I loved, uh, I, you know, I've really enjoyed, um, you know, the, the intelligence, but more than that, uh, and the ability, the resilience of their play. Uh, and and I think that this performance, and if they can put in a good one against Mumbai, is going to stand them in good stead when they go and play the Aussies, because they're the guys we really want to beat. Yeah. No, spot on, mate. And you talk about resilience and, and toughness and and fight, although all the things which you 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 were um, trying to instill with uh, with us way back in the day. So it took us a little time to get there, mate. But these boys have got it in spades now. So. 
I just want to say a big thank you on behalf of both uh, myself and Izzy for joining us yeah, on the show, you. mate, and sharing sharing your thoughts with oh, us. Well. And um, and I totally agree. I'm proud as well, mate. Yeah, well, you, you must have to get up early in the morning. Um, I, 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 I don't I don't catch the first part of your show, but um, I hope you're enjoying it. And um, yeah, we love our sport, and in these times, it's great to it's great to watch our team teams do well. Legend. Really, Thank you, Roddy. Take care, mate. <laughs> See you guys. Bye-bye. That was former New Zealand captain, coach, former Indian coach. He's done everything in the game. There's John Wright, and he's a wonderful man to sit around and have a beer and a laugh with. And geez, I've, I've had some good times with Roddy. Some very good times. It's 8.23 in the morning, and this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. A big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's 8.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 150811. Loving your texts on the text line as well on double eight double three. Rip through a couple of those. Brian from Fokotane. The draw was also worth good points towards a test championship. When Taylor went cheaply, there was only one target, the draw. Brian, uh, we got, yes, Baz, they are going to win games under their template, but as we saw in the T20 final, when Phillips should have been teeing off on every ball, he scores 18 off 17 because we were on track for our target. As I said, no, hashtag no next level, praying we win the toss. Okay, that's your thoughts, not mine. Anyway, we'll read it out because that's what we do. We've got, uh, hey lads, I think we could have put more pressure on the Indians and then gone for the draw in the last session if that wasn't possible. That's Chase from Waiuku. So really interesting thoughts all the way through we've also got another couple and one that i think that uh john wright our last guest who is a fabulous fabulous tourist great new zealand cricketer and the impact that he's had on has been significant we didn't always see eye to eye but i respected Wright and loved his company as well and respect what he's done for the game and in our country and also abroad we need to take this series to day 10 to win it not give it away on day five jono and that is a pretty good sentiment, and that's something that I think John Wright would be proud of, the resilience that the team showed. They could easily have kicked the stumps over and got beat and tried to roll down the road to Mumbai, but no, they hung in there, they hung on the back of the speedboat, and they got the job done, got themselves a draw, and, a, and allowed themselves the ability to try and win that test match when they get to Bombay. So a fantastic performance, and one right out of the, the John Wright draw of resilience and resolve. And I guess it just shows, doesn't it? You, you don't have to win. You don't have to lose a battle to win the war. You can win everything all at the same time. It's coming up 8.30. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. On the other side, we do have Paulie Muati, but until then, Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Righto, it's time for us to have our little TAB live update here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ as we head the final, into the final furlong of our show for a Tuesday the 30th of November before we turn over to the voice of sport, the Doyen Broadcasting Live and proud of it from the beautiful Hawks Bay. But for now, the TAB live update with Paulie Mawati, of course, the TAB. We bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. A man who will appreciate resilience, resolve, and the performance of the Black Caps overnight, because he's fighting through a quite painful injury himself. He's had a tooth out yesterday. Paulie Mawati, you okay, old son? Yeah, g'day, Baz. Yeah, yeah. I had a tooth extracted yesterday. Um, and that would have been, been okay, but uh, a little piece of the root broke off. Uh, and it was harder to get out than it was 
than the Indian sound Ratch and Ravinda to get, trying to get him out sort of thing. It was. It took another half an hour to get this little piece of tooth out. I'll, I'll tell you what, the dentist, she gave it a good old go as well. Crikey. It wasn't, it wasn't the front one, was it? Front and centre. <laughs> nah, right, right down the back. Oh, okay. I, was, I found yeah. it hard to get money out of the TAB on occasions as well, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't pick a winner to save myself at the moment. What do you got for us today, Paulie? Uh, we've got another $10,000 guaranteed terminating pick six at the Addington Greyhounds. Uh, we've also got a bonus back promotion on the American football match today. The Washington football team uh, up against the Seattle Seahawks. Currently dollar ninety-two on the home team, the Washington football team. A dollar eighty on the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks have been well backed, though. Uh, I guess punters, and they've been well backed for the last two or three weeks, even though they haven't really put uh, a couple of good performances together. They're hoping that Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf can do something on offense um, and put a few points on the board. So we've had money on a lot of points scored in the game and money on the Seattle Seahawks to win. There are a whole bunch of power plays as well for you to get stuck into. Uh, just head to the TAB website and uh, check them all out. Beautiful. Well, we're going to let you go, mate, because we know you're battling with the tooth. But if, you, if you're feeling good and you're feeling dandy tomorrow, can you bring us a song, please? We miss your songs. We do. <laughs> Is he not true for well, Paulie Mulatti? The, the drugs are just starting to kick in right now. Oh, yeah, that could be good then. <laughs> all right, Paulie right, Mulatti, thank you very much. TAB, of course, promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly, R18. We're going to cross over to Louis, who's got some sports news updates for us. Yeah, Baz, and I'm actually a little bit sceptical there of Paul. I mean, yeah, he's an honest man, but after the skin fully made of Izzy in the weekend, I reckon he was getting gold-plated teeth put in there. I reckon it might have been a little, a little, a little bit the opposite. Just I'm kidding, retired, Izzy. Mate. There's a reason I'm retiring. <laughs> hey, um... Lads, you should do a little sports update here, but I just thought yesterday because it was the New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing Awards uh, um, and SENZ, and it was great to have Brendan and Joe Lindsay on. If you missed that, go back and listen to the podcast on the SENZ app. And Brendan was very kind to mention SENZ's involvement. We sponsored Horse of the Year, which probably won, and but we are committed to racing here. You would have figured that out. We absolutely love and adore racing on this show and across the station. So just wanted to ki- do a quick another shout-out. I mentioned it earlier, but I just really want to emphasise the New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing Award for Outstanding Contribution to Racing. It's the pretty much the behemoth. It's the big one there for, as far as a person can win. And it went to David Smith. Now, I mentioned he was the founder of, or is the founder of Dunstan Horse Feeds, but he also made a lengthy contribution as an administrator, which included 11 years as Waikato Racing Club chairman. He's been a prominent owner and breeder. I think he had a share in Avon Taj as well. So he's seen it all and he's done a lot for the industry. And I found a really neat clip of him talking about kind of what he loves about it and why he got hooked into racing when he accepted his uh, award last night. Because I got a little bit more involved in it. Uh, I just realised what magnificent people were in this game. And uh, the people drew me into it. And then, of course, you get to the race day with the colour of the pizzazz and the, and the, the, the commentators. Um, and that was a white bait net. You know, once you went in, there was no, uh, there was no way getting out. Yeah, white bait net's such a good way to put it. You heard me hooked earlier talking about my uh, little approach really trialling up. We're all, we're all victims here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Izzy, you're going to be the latest one, mate. It's so infectious, and it's great to hear David Smith reference the people in racing. 
well, that's what it's about, man. I used to go to the races for the social side of it, and it's a great day. It is a great day. It's a great day to meet people, have fun. Everyone gets dressed up. You know, looks vibrant and full of life, and it's it's a wonderful day. Now I'm on both sides. I'm going to have fun. <laughs> now I'm going to be watching a horse as well with my bet ticket in my top pocket because I'll be back. I'm having a break, not retiring. I'm coming out of retirement when our horse is ready to run. <laughs> but um, no, you are right, mate. It's it's a it's a wonderful game. And I'll be honest, since when I joined SCNZ, I used to have a wee dabble, but now we talk about horses. I get a bit more of an understanding. Talking to Brendan and Joe Lindsay uh, from Cambridge Stud, you know, it's, it's wonderful. And the great game that is of horse racing and being an owner, a supporter, just a punter, it's a great, great game. And that's what we do on SCNZ. We support it, support it. so it's great for SCNZ to be supporting the the big award for Horse of the Year last night. So well done to Probabil. Um, great, great work, Louis. Great work. Baz, anyway, coming up on the show, we got Nick Sauntner out of uh, Eden Park. He is the CEO, and well, they've got the G9 Golf Tournament. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. And we're going to have to chat to Nick Sautner after we uh, after we break. Back shortly. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's 8.44 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on a Tuesday, the 30th of November. We're only moments away from Ian Smith in the mornings with Ian Smith. Really looking forward to getting over to Smithy and having a wee chat to him and getting an understanding what he's got coming up on his show. But right now, it's become a highly popular way to get a different look at the famous Eden Park. Go for a round of golf. Yep, G9 Golf is back for another crack. And I've played it, and it is absolutely outstanding. Great way to, well, maybe put a few pitch marks on uh, on Eden Park, as they say. Anyway, Nick Sautner. Tick- tickets go on sale tomorrow at 9am through Ticketek. And Nick Sautner is the big cheese, the big the big wig, the CEO at Eden Park, and he's with us now. He's an absolute champion. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Izzy. Thanks for your time. Yes, mate. How you going, mate? It's been a difficult time in, in Auckland through, through, you know, running, being able, not able to run events and, and things like that, mate. You must be so excited that something, potentially, the G9 can, can, can go ahead. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It's been a year of two halves for us. Uh, we had sell-out yeah. Super Rugby fixtures, um, two Bledisloe Cups and obviously 660 and then pretty yeah. much six months without activity. So as you can imagine, uh, the team are really excited by uh, the announcement today, uh, the 9th to the 12th of February. G9's back at mm. Eden Park and it gives people the opportunity potentially to win $500,000. Oh, okay. So tell us how they, how they win that $500,000, Nick. So thanks to Donaldson Brown Insurance Brokers, uh, they've got the opportunity to come along. Uh, if they get within yep. uh, the birdie zone uh, during their round of G9, they come back on the last day and have a shot at $500,000. It's the longest hole. It's about 117 metres. Uh, obviously, as you've played, Izzy, the elevation makes Ooh. it quite tricky. Um, yes. But got to be in it to win it. Can, can you so have a range finder, Nick, mate? Can you have a range finder? <laughs> well, Sorry, I, you know, I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a slope range finder. That might help. <laughs> I, I know you've played before, and uh, and people like Grant Fox uh, have got within about a foot. So um, there's certainly um, the golfers uh, come along with their clubs. Most people uh, um, think that they're going to be a master at G9, and uh, at the backyard <laughs> hacker or the, the Ambrose player like myself are probably the ones that take away 
um, an opportunity of a hole in one because uh, it's it's not so much the skill, it's uh, it's more just the the opportunity to have a hit on the hello turf and and do something that yeah. you guys have both done, but uh, many people haven't had a chance to do is uh, perform on the biggest stage in the hello turf. Yeah, and Nick, it's Baz here. So can you just explain to us exactly sort of where where do you tee up and and where are you sort of aiming on on either so part con- there? Yeah. As uh, the concept we developed about five years ago, and we've had over now 15,000 rounds of golf being played at Eden Park, uh, takes 90 minutes to play. You get one shot on each hole. So there's varying elevations within the stand, so people get um, a customised tour of the park uh, whilst they're playing G9. Um, they can buy an additional ball, a golden ball, uh, to have a second shot on four holes. So you really, it's almost golf and darts combined where you're hitting from the stands onto the field, onto targeted areas, and you get a score from one to five. Um, best score being uh, 10. Uh, we haven't seen too many 10s or any 10s, but um, <laughs> that would need uh, 10 hole in one. Um, but you also get a bonus uh, hole in the All Blacks changer, and so it's a 90-foot putt. Yeah. Um, most years, uh, we've had about 10 holes in one in the change rooms and about four on the course. Yeah, it's, I was going to ask you about that, mate. You get a chance to go through the changing rooms and, and the All Blacks um, banners are up around the room, I think, from the last World Cup winner, which is 2015. I think you had the Black Caps in there as well from, from their semi-final, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So we've got both teams in the yeah. change rooms. We're going through um, a renovation at the moment for the three Women's World Cup. So the change rooms are being renovated now. They'll be gender equal. Um, so it'll give people the opportunity to see that also. Um, that renovation work that has been undertaken. But, um, yeah, as you can imagine, getting a hole-in-one on Eden Park is something that probably people haven't even dreamed of. So the people each year that have had that honour uh, not only get uh, that kudos with their mates, but then they also walk away. Most holes have a prize by a sponsor. Oh, beautiful. It's a great event. I must say, if you're in the Auckland region or you're around the country, you want to go play. The February the 9th to the 12th, it is a great initiate. It's, it's great fun. It's great fun to be had. So tickets go on sale tomorrow, Nick. Are you expecting a good turnout? We are. Um, we're hoping that uh, for adults, $79. Um, people haven't had the experiences yep. uh, of sport and actually participating. So what an ideal Christmas gift for people and kids from $59. So it's unique. It's something that uh, we need the support of the community um, after being closed for close to six months. So we just encourage everyone yep. to... Go to Ticketek and buy some tickets. Yeah, beautiful. I, I really encourage you to go out there, support local and support Eden Park. Uh, it's a wonderful event, Nick. Hey, uh, quickly, before we let you go, mate, um, anything else you leading, you got coming on the on the books, mate? Anything else you, you can plan for in, in the future that you might be able to just let out and a little whisper to Baz yeah. and Izzy for breakfast? We love breaking news on this show. Well, well, uh, I'll give you a little bit of a scoop. Uh, we've had some success okay. uh, in relation to uh, our golf hybrid event. So we're developing a similar event in the cricket space. So watch this space. Over the next probably week or so, uh, you might hear some uh, news about a similar event in the cricket space. Ooh. Nice. There you go, Bears. <laughs> There's a little and scoop stag strikes again. Scoop stag. Hey, Nick, you're an absolute champion, mate. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, hopefully we can catch up soon. I'll see you there, mate. I'll come to the G9. It's great fun. It's great fun to be ahead, and I'll make sure I'll bring Bears as well and the team. Bears and Izzy for breakfast. How does that sound? Thanks, Nick.
Thanks so much, Jink. Have a great day. Thanks, Bye. Nick. There he is. Is he? Nick is he? You're, you're a champion, aren't you? Eh? Behind all the laughing and the joking, and you know, what? there's a scoopster in there, like a hard-hitting journalist, just sitting. What? It's like smoking mirrors. Chainsaw you know, dag, scoop stag, <laughs> crew slayer. <laughs> Look, I'm just oh, having a. I'm not trying to get the gravy, but you know, like just a little bit of gravy. You know, that's what we want. We want breaking news. That's how we got to get to the top, mate. Top. Yeah, we. Mate, we appreciate it. The rest of us just riding on the coattails of Crew Slayer. Yeah, good. <laughs> we, we got coming up. We got coming up the door, Ian, the voice of sport, Ian Smith with temper and sleep on it. I want to just rip through just a couple of these quick que- uh, texts before we get off to a break. What a test match. I don't think we could have attacked their spinners and what a comeback from India as well. But after not yeah. picking up wickets in the first set, First session to nearly win it. I guess still the top two teams, I think. Also, how good was the SENZ commentary team? Garth and Jeremy, outstanding. Traditional old school cricket broadcasting. I flagged the commentary and the other commentary and Bluetooth and Snake and the crew whilst watching the TV. Some great yarns. Bob Kunis and his false teeth. Garth's dog, Bradman. Petrie <laughs> going to bed with his tranny radio. Superb oh. stuff. Look forward to them. Back from Mumbai. And that's from Albie. We appreciate that that message. Uh, great. They're doing great things, our, our commentary team on SNZ. We're very lucky to have them, and we look forward to listening to them in a couple of days' time here for the second test match between New Zealand and India on SNZ. But for now, we're going to shoot off for a break. We'll be back with the Doyen very shortly.